The other day, I saw a post on Instagram from a colleague that made me stop and think. The post was about why high achievers struggle so much with self-care. We've talked on the show before about why it's so hard for us as high achievers with big goals to put ourselves first every once in a while, which is definitely part of the problem. But my colleague also mentioned how for us high achievers, our brains can fall into the default of approaching self-care as a task, as something you need to check off your to-do list. So it starts to feel like more work rather than something that recharges your batteries. And it made me reflect on one of my biggest goals for 2022, which was reading 50 books. And the times throughout the year where that goal, something I love, reading, started to feel like a chore. On this week's episode of The Bold Life, I'm sharing how I started to dread reading, a simple strategy I used to rewire my brain and bring back that joy instead of feeling like reading was something that I should do, and how you can use this strategy in your own life to train your brain to think about self-care differently so you have the mental resources you need to stay motivated on your biggest goals. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. A few weeks ago, I shared on the podcast how I checked a goal off my bucket list in 2022 one that I thought I'd have to wait until I retired to do. Read 50 books in a year. Check out episode 139 if you want to see the full list of books I read. Actually, I added a few more over the holidays, so the final total was 53 for the year. I was super proud of myself for setting this goal and making the time in my schedule so it would actually happen. It meant shifting my priorities in the evening And instead of getting sucked into busy work that drained my batteries and didn't really help me be more productive, like tidying up or doing other chores around the house, I focused my attention on reading, an activity that I love and that usually recharges my mind, body, and spirit. But several times throughout the year, something unexpected happened. I noticed I didn't really like reading that day. It started to feel like something I should be doing so I could check it off my list and achieve that goal. But it wasn't recharging me anymore. It wasn't refreshing my batteries, helping me relax at the end of the day. And it started to feel like more work, like something I had to do. And I got to admit, I was pretty surprised because I love reading. I always have. Whenever the libraries would open during the pandemic, I was one of the first people through the door. I miss my local library more than most other places I go those few months of lockdown. I have shelves of books around my house. My favorite thing to look for at garage sales is boxes of used paperbacks. And ever since Allison was born, we've read to her every night. Regular reading is an important family value in our house, and I love getting pulled into a good book. 
whether it's something nonfiction that makes me see the world in a different way or a great novel that triggers my imagination and I read well into the night just to see how it ends. So as you can imagine, I was pretty surprised whenever I couldn't get into reading this year. I'd have a pile of books from the library that I picked out because they looked interesting or they were already on my reading list and I just couldn't get started. Or I'd read a few pages and then put the book down. Yes, some of the books weren't good, and that was part of the problem. I'm not someone who finishes every book I start. There were definitely books this year that I started, got a few chapters in, and realized I didn't like the style or the plot or whatever, so I set them aside and moved on. But even if it was a good book from an author I like, I found myself not that excited about reading. I've seen this happen a lot for high achievers where self-care, whether that's reading or crafting or exercise or a nice relaxing bath, and our brains turn that self-care activity into another box to check, another thing to check off that to-do list. For high achievers like myself, who struggle with self-care, often the culprit is we're approaching self-care from an achievement or task-oriented perspective. Let me explain. Say you've been listening to this podcast for a while, and I've convinced you as a high-achieving, busy professional that to truly thrive in your career and have a life, you can't work all the time. You need to put yourself on the to-do list, or you're going to burn out, and your productivity is going to tank anyway. So you're on board with the importance of self-care. But remember, our brains have default thinking patterns, patterns of understanding the world that trigger those go-to responses, that mental default. As a high achiever, often part of that default is a drive to succeed. You haven't gotten to where you are in your career by sheer luck, right? You put in a lot of work to get there. You put in the hours, you pushed yourself to excel, and that's a good thing. In some parts of our life, at least. The problem is when our brains start to see everything as something we need to achieve, as a task we need to check off and move on to the next thing. Ever notice that as soon as you check something off your to-do list, you move right on to the next thing? Even if it's something amazing that you've been working on forever, that big client project finally gets finished, you get that promotion you've been working for, you sign your first client in your side hustle, and instead of taking even a moment to congratulate yourself, to celebrate your accomplishment, you move right on to the next thing. Sound familiar? Me too. I've always been very achievement-oriented. I have goals, and when I reach them, I set new goals, and that's good. Goals keep our brains motivated. The problem is, when we're always focused on the next thing, we fail to recognize all the amazing stuff we've already accomplished. It becomes really hard to be present in the moment, and true self-care requires us to be focused on the present. Because true self-care is about restoration, rejuvenation, and recharging your mind, body, and spirit. It's not about checking something off your to-do list. And when our brains tell us that self-care is something that needs to get done, something that should get done, something to check off that never-ending to-do list, it starts to feel like a burden, like another thing you have to do that overwhelms your brain, instead of self-care being about the process and experience of caring for yourself. And that's exactly what happened to me with my goal of reading 50 books last year. The joy I got from reading got lost when my brain started to think of reading as something I need to do. I want to get this goal achieved. I want to read 50 books this year. So my brain started to approach it like any other task. Okay, that means I have to read this much a day. So no, I can't watch a movie with my family tonight because I'm behind on my reading schedule. 
And all of a sudden, reading is a should. My brain has gone into overachiever mode, and it's no longer refreshing or restorative. Reading no longer is an act of self-care. It's become one more thing on my to-do list. Thankfully, this isn't my first rodeo of noticing my brain has slipped back into those defaults of perfectionism, overachieving, and being focused on tasks rather than the process. Once I noticed I wasn't enjoying reading anymore, that I was putting pressure on myself to check it off the list, I took a break. There were some days and even weeks this year that I didn't read. I took a break to remove that internal pressure to read. And after a few days of doing other self-care tasks like crafts with my daughter or binge-watching only murderers in the building, I wanted to read again. The joy of reading came back. Important point here. That happened several times last year to me, where I lost the focus of reading as self-care, where I started to approach reading like a task I needed to check off. And each time, I needed a break. I needed to step away from reading even if that meant I might not read 50 books. And you know what happened? I still reached my 50 book goal. And I know those breaks helped. If I had kept pushing myself to keep reading when I was feeling stressed or overwhelmed, I would have been slower to read. We all read faster when it's a good book and we're really into it, right? Just like the importance of taking breaks during the day to refresh our brains that we've talked about on the show before, those breaks from tasks can also be a critical part of self-care. Important point number two, self-care looks different from person to person, and it can look different from day to day or week to week. Some days, reading was self-care, but other days for me, it was something creative like crafts or writing or doing something with my family like going for a walk or to the park or a TV marathon of my favorite show, and that's okay. The key for self-care to be truly effective is that you're paying attention to the moment. You're enjoying the process, not the outcome. And that after you do the self-care task, you feel refreshed and rejuvenated. Here's my challenge to you this week. Take five minutes, sit down with a paper and pencil and answer this question for yourself. How do I feel right now when I do my self-care activities? Think about what you do weekly just for self-care. How do you feel when you do that task? Is it fun? Enjoyable? Do you feel refreshed, excited, and motivated? Or, like me and reading, has that self-care activity started to feel like a chore? Something that you have to do because you're supposed to do self-care. If it's option two, mix it up. Do something else this week that you enjoy. Or take a week off to focus on self-care if you just need a break from that extra thing on your to-do list. Self-care is meant to recharge and refresh your brain. If it's starting to feel like a should, like something you have to do, it's not helpful for your brain or for your goals. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 